Women, you are the queens of our nation, the mother of our home, the pride of our children, a light always left on. You are refined in your ways, a woman of substance, substantially phased by her everyday conscience. A conscience to live in a way that uplifts not just her home, but the home of her brethren. Styled as a graceful woman on her throne, empowering lives to be filled with pride, hope, love, beauty, nourishment, soul, faith. Bring your ears closer now and your mind will explode and be inspired by the words of Cover Mode. Hello, Assalamu Alaikum and welcome to Cover Mode with me, Roshan Isaacs. The lineup today on Cover Mode in the business of fashion, I'll be talking to Sumaya Damar of SA Fashion Law about alleviating, resolving and protecting the design industry. Our design feature for today is Cherry Blossom Couture, elegant, modest wear clothing for the discerning women and we'll be interviewing the designer, Fatima Meyer. And we'll end off today's episode of Cover Mode with Laika Isaacs, blogger, of Southern Hijabian. Lady Justice may have been blindfolded the day she posed for the famous Scales of Justice statue, but without a doubt she knew what dress she put on that morning. One doubts that she gave the outfit much thought, but one wonders, was the designer of that dress duly compensated? Did he have adequate working conditions, and was his design attributed to his label? To be fair, those were probably not relevant or legal issues on the 15th, in the 15th century, but they are in the 21st century, which is why fashion law consultant and founder of SA Fashion Law, Sumeya Damar, is ready to set transgressors running in their red lacquered heels. Sumeya Damar has an LLB law degree with seven distinctions, specializing in intellectual property law and media law, and is the director and founder of SA Fashion Law. To discuss the business of fashion, Sumeya Damar is here to lay the law on fashion. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Cover Mode, Sumeya. Walaikum salam. Thank you, Roshan. Sumeya, fashion law exists in other parts of the world. What were your thoughts and vision for SA Fashion Law? By combining my two passions, law and fashion, my aim is to pioneer fashion law in South Africa to help designers protect their businesses. And what are the typical issues that exist in the design industry? Copyright infringement is one of the major issues that designers are facing. This happens when the work of designers have been copied or sold without their permission. So every designer has a right to copyright protection in their designs. They don't need to register it since it arises automatically as long as their work is original and is recorded in material form, for example, a sketch or a pattern. So this protects their work from being sold or reproduced by anyone without their permission. There's a difference between inspiration and imitation. <laughs> and, and sometimes we, we're not sure of what is, you know, what of our work is copyright. Can we have a copyright on? And even the process of copyright. If you'd like to call in and, and chat to us in studio at any point, the number is 021-442-3500. The number again, 021 3500 and we're, we're talking to Sumaya Damar of SA Fashion Law. Sumaya, how do you hope to alleviate, resolve or protect the industry? 
I hope to alleviate the problem by offering a service which includes consulting with designers, drafting contracts and agreements, registering designs, etc. And aside from this, the fashion industry in South Africa has a slightly less formal approach to the law. And I would like to raise awareness by bringing some formality to business transactions and affording access to legal protection. Mm-hmm. And how, how would you be doing that? Um, for now, um, we're planning to host a host um, some seminars and f- workshops um, for emerging entrepreneurs so that they have access to legal advice that has traditionally been costly. Okay, so we're going to chat more about that yes. workshop soon. But we also know, Sumail, that lawyers' fees can be a hefty amount. And in SA, we have a number of smaller entrepreneurial designers. How will you cater to this market? Um, Like I said, I would like to keep them informed about the legal side of the creative industry and knowing what their their rights are, they can equip themselves and protect themselves against any violations. So I'll do this with the workshops and seminars and educate and inform them as much as I can. Would you say that sometimes that's one of the reasons why entrepreneurs fail is because they haven't been properly protected? Yes, um, that's part of the reason. And I think by equipping themselves with this knowledge, they have a a leg up against Mm. competitors. So knowledge is most definitely key. Power, yes. And we do do literally go in blindly. We want to do something. We have a passion to create and we go for it. But then we also don't have that operational uh, or the law side of business to to equip ourselves with. It's much needed. Now, with your workshop coming up, what will it entail? Okay, so this is an introduction to fashion law seminar, which is geared to the entire fashion industry, from designers and manufacturers to retailers and suppliers. The seminar will unravel the complexity and provide guidance on the legal issues affecting the fashion industry. It's going to take place on Tuesday, the 23rd of February 2016 from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Bello Studio, which is at the Old Biscuit Mill in Woodstock. The cost of the seminar is 200 Rand per person. And to RSVP, you can email info at safashionlaw.co.za. That's info at safashionlaw.co.za. And um, Sumeya, your personal style you your you have your own sense of style and and um if i read one of your press releases it said that um Sumeya describes her own sense of style as sophisticated glam with an avant-garde edge mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no doubt that um Sumeya's experience in the fashion industry and familiarity with the kind of business and creative environments her clients face on a daily basis are a winning combination and where do you hope to take SA Fashion Law in South Africa? I hope to grow it and develop it into a major company that has um, branches throughout South Africa and just to help designers and every part of the creative industry because it um, doesn't necessarily only limit itself to fashion law. It's mm-hmm. design, it's creative, so like photography, art, etc. throughout the creative industry. Musicians as Musicians, well. Musicians, yeah. yeah. So it's quite broad. And uh, you mentioned copyright. What other areas would people come to you for? Um, aside from copyright, uh, fashion law has um, application in many different fields. So it's basically applying legal principles to the fashion industry. So um, intellectual property law, which is patent, copyright, trademarks and design, as well as um, 
employment and labor law, business and finance, real estate, etc. So it uh, goes broadly throughout um, throughout a multitude mm. of areas. And I guess the same would be for the um, the other af- uh, industries that you cater for as well. Uh, copyright, trademark, all of those sorts of things as well. Yes. So they interlink quite nicely. They do. And also it's um, contracts. Every client or every designer or creative needs a contract um, to be signed between parties when dealing with anybody. Of course, yes. Yeah. We so forget that and then we, we hit ourselves in a brick wall um, after something's gone wrong. And sometimes we we trust too much. We think, you know, it's our friend or it's our colleague from you don't know when. And then when something goes wrong, you didn't have that contract to bind you to. And a contract literally protects both you and the person you're dealing with, right? Absolutely. It's just affirming the handshake, formalizing it. Okay, Sumeya, I already see that I'm probably going to be inviting you back into the studio again (laughs) (laughs) to talk about little issues and how people can protect themselves. Because I really think, like you say, it's, mm-hmm. it's an it's a resource that people really need and Absolutely. and it's a form of information and once you basically have the kickstart so may I can take you along the, you know <laughs> the, the long route way but in terms of the basics we can cover that on radio yes. now can you offer our listeners a few tips or guidance in protecting themselves as designers Absolutely. Um, So when you pitch your concepts and designs to potential partners, you don't want them stealing or copying your work. Mm -mm. The best way to protect yourself against this kind of thing is to get them to sign a confidentiality agreement. By having this solid legal document in place, it gives you the upper hand should things go wrong. Also, don't sign anything without reading it first. Always negotiate. Those finer details. Absolutely. And those contracts are usually so long. <laughs> it does not take you a day to read. Yeah. But um, make sure that you read the fine print. And lastly, know your rights. Educate yourself when it comes to the law and what can and cannot be protected. Thank you so much, Samaya. But, you know, Samaya, just on those, those reading every single detail it's and sometimes it's the terms and conditions that are right at the bottom in the finer you know print mm-hmm. and that is why it's so important to have a lawyer on your side who understands not only the finer details but the language exactly because we as you know your common layman does not do not understand the language of law and some of them still in latin mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and Absolutely. you know and and just un- moving around it what do they require and sometimes um, even filling out or starting up a company, um, the in- information that one requires. So, Samea, you know, I'm so glad that you've covered all of that. Um, and just stay in the studio. We are going to talk about cherries, but we'll see <laughs> what kinds of cherries we'll be crossing over to after the break. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Styled as a graceful woman on her throne, empowering lives to be filled with pride, hope, love, beauty, nourishment, soul, and faith. This is Cover Mode. When one thinks of cherries, it's that scrumptious, plump, juicy, and sweet fruit. But the cherries we'll be talking about today in our designer feature is that of clothing designers of 
Cherry Blossom Couture. Assalamu alaikum and to Cover Mode and welcome to Cover Mode, Fatima Mayer. Fatima Mayer, you're the designer of Cherry Blossom Couture. Where did your journey in fashion begin? Um, I think my grandmother was a seamstress and she used to have big companies that she used to work for. And I think um, after school and then school holidays, I would be at my grandma's place and we would I would help her with some sewing buttonholes and doing some overlocking with the basic sewing things. And my mom was working also for um, fashion designers and she was beading for them. And then I would on holidays, I would go with her and have a casual job. And so I'd be sewing basic um, petticoats and uh, basic sewing things. Yeah. So I think that's where it all started. Homeschooled. <laughs> How would you describe your designs? I think it would be timeless and um, simple, but yet elegant and graceful. Um, yeah, I think uh, I have so many designs in the in the um, on my in my label. So many uh, <laughs> designs, and so I think there's there's something for everyone. Uh, if you have a look at my, I think Laika was um, having a look at the most of the designs that I have. So if there's something that you don't like, I'm sure there's something else that you would find. Yeah. <laughs> something for everyone. Yes. Then. Yes. And, and just going back to you, I know you, that you grew up in the house of design, <laughs> if one can call it that. At what point did you develop your brand? It was only a year and a half ago. Wow. And it's grown. Yeah. It's literally blossomed yeah. since then. I think every designer starts out doing things that they like, mm-hmm. um, which is basically the case with every designer. So um, what I did was I didn't find things that I liked and started uh, making my own clothes and having people, um, um, uh, yeah, helping me. And so I think this where it started. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> and and how would you describe the customer that comes to you? You said everyone buys from you yes. and uh, you've described your clothing. Everybody likes the label. I mean, um, the normal casual clothes, you could wear, uh, dress it up, you could dress it down, you could wear a pair of pumps with it, you could wear a pair of high heels, you can go to work with it, you can go to a wedding with it. So it's very, very versatile and um, it's, it's very stylish, uh, very simple, but very stylish. Okay, so let's do that. If I were to go to work, yes. which items or garments, part part of your of your range, would I would would you would you dress me in? Are you dressing to kill? <laughs> <laughs> in the boardroom. <laughs> okay, I think I would probably um, one of the the tunics that I have with um, with the beautiful cuff detail and. Uh, um, we have it in cream and black, opposite mm-hmm. colors. So the button stand would be white, a cream, and the tunic would be black with a cream button, um, sorry, cream uh, cuff and a cream uh, collar. Mm-hmm. And um, the detail at the back would be uh, an invisible zip. So it's quite um, elegant with a very wide-legged pants um, with a double um, pleat detail in front. Okay, that does look like you're dressed yeah. to kill in that boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> what about if I want to go shopping and I still want to look, you know, decent okay. and stylish, but, you know, not over the top? Yeah, well, we have some uh, shirt dresses, which is what I'm wearing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, basic skirts, um, go-day skirts, um, flare skirts, uh, biased skirts. So I think there's a lot that you can choose from, but... 
for me, usually when I do go to the shop, it would just be a skirt and a nice shirt. Mm-hmm. Something so, easy. And something flexible. easy and flexible and very relaxed. Yeah. Especially if you've got kids hanging yes, around you. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, because you cater for everyone, yes. would there be a garment that everyone could wear? Is there a different way? So, so if it's yes. my a teenager or yes. an adult, and um, both of them wearing the same garment, yes. perhaps in a different way, I think um, with the skirts, the chino skirts that I do have is very casual, and you can wear to work as well. Mm-hmm. So um, you could pair it with a jacket, a very defined jacket. Um, uh, maybe your mom could wear it with a shirt over it. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I have a lot of things that you can mix and match. Um, I think more than 35 styles that I do have at the moment. Yeah. And how often do you create a, a new collection? Well, we started out last year in, in January and until December, that is when we launched the label. And it took us from that time, from January until December, to have a whole range Um of all the, not all the 35 styles, but I mean most of it, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, we, we kept some of it for, for winter, like the fully lined coats and the fully lined jackets. We have a short version, and then we have a longer version of the same jacket, just more defined and more classic. Because some yeah. of us prefer the longer coats, yeah. and others prefer yes. a shorter length coat, yes. that's true. Yeah. And, and what goes into the developing of a range? Because you said it took you over the year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, first, you you have an idea of what kind of material you're going to use. Mm -hmm. And then when you go to the shop, you'll find something that you you weren't looking for, Mm -hmm. which is extra great and um, so <laughs> then you choose uh, and it's and it's very um, demanding having to go to to um, search for materials all the time yeah all all day long yeah and so, i guess also if you're if you're trying to create something unique something special yes. for your clients yes. or for your customers yes. and everyone's got the same material yeah and uh, um, what i did was i i steered clear from the um, stretchy materials mm-hmm. so i chose the best like the chinos and the jujit chiffons and the crepes mm-hmm. and um, which, I think is it, which is always a winner. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we've become so used to the Chinese market and wanting to pay Chinese prices. Yeah. And then you expect to have good quality, but you don't get that. And so you buy something this month, the next month you have to buy something else again. So I think I've invested. Would, that, that's something we're going to bring uh, a survey mm-hmm. in once again in terms yeah. of quality. Yes. You know, um, a lot of people think that you're going to go and you're going to go to the Chinese markets and you're going to buy something. You're going to put in the wash and it's going to gone the next day um but the, the lots of people will ask and I'm, you probably get this mm-hmm. too consumers are going to ask about prices they always say you know oh but our sa designers are so expensive you know about the materials and the costs of those sorts of things and the cost of making things and the quality of those costs and surely that shouldn't hinder the process of of person's work um uh you know, the business at the end of the day. Yes, absolutely. And that's a problem that we are facing, not just as South Africa, but globally as well, because, um, you know, we can't compete with um, major retailers, especially as uh, young South African designers, because the cost of production is much more expensive in South Africa mm-hmm. or, you know, buying um, the materials here, etc. But, I mean, it's, it's a higher price to pay buying from um, 
you know, people that have manufactured in China where there's child labor and, yeah. you know, deforestation and all of that. So you've got to weigh it up and there's actually a higher price to pay if you actually look back. And even if you're buying, because I believe silks are extremely expensive, um, mm-hmm. if you're buying them internationally as well, I mean, you do want something unique mm-hmm. as a designer to offer your, and you're always thinking about that's the consumer, nice. but you also want an ethical business at yes. the end of the day too. Yes. And that's, uh, there's so many issues we can, we can, we can mm-hmm. raise, which we'll, we'll probably bring up in, in episodes to come along ethical um, designing and um, along quality mm-hmm. and why we're paying a certain price in South Africa because mm-hmm. one really has to consider what goes into the process of actually designing yes. a garment and like you said you're going to go and see the material yes. you're going to have to put everything together it's the creating of the pattern but yeah that's that's your yeah, that, that's yeah. what your <laughs> your role would be and what would you say is your most sold item and why do you think that is? I think um, people like the jackets because it's nice <laughs> and defined. <laughs> Everybody wants to look as if they, you know, really defined body and so on. Um, they also like the tunics because it's mm-hmm. nice and easy. It, um, you can dress it up and you can dress it down. So I think people like it so much. Um, people love the wrap dresses um, but they're complaining because it's a bit too expensive <laughs> but if you compare the, the designers nowadays you have to buy material and you may be just making five or six garments mm-hmm. of the same type um, you have to buy a fabric at the fabric store whereas the big companies yeah. they would buy 70 to 80 to 100 yes, meters and, and they get it at a cheaper price mm-hmm. so you can't compare with them and they want to know but why are you so expensive and why um, because if you go to the shop, but if you go to the shop, it's much more. Mm-hmm. They would rather buy an abaya with lots of bling on it and mm-hmm. put it in the wash tomorrow it falls off and they'd pay <laughs> a hundred, a thousand, two hundred rand for it. But, um, yeah, I think that's the problem with, with the business, the industry today, mm-hmm. having to pay so much for fabric and putting all those effort in and people don't want to, they don't understand. And it is a little bit more difficult for smaller businesses yes. to even start up because yes, that capital that's required just to get your material yes. and um, the patterns and a seamstress and such a lot let's not even go into talking about yes. getting the right seamstress as well yes. um, because they can also make or break your, your label. label and what can we expect from cherry blossom couture for winter for winter we've made um, denim dresses uh, skirt dresses we have culottes um, skirt pants but it's more revealing um, Mm -hmm. crutches Mm -hmm. so you don't see anything so it's more like a skirt pants and then we have the fully lined jackets with uh, different um, types of jackets styles and uh, the fully lined coats and um, wide-legged pants as well um, and the tunics as well. We'll be having it in different fabrics, so it's quite a big range. Yeah. You also mentioned you have m- mentioned that jackets are quite a big thing, and yes. they're they're selling at, in yes. summer as well. Yeah, because we haven't lined it, and we've chosen um, <laughs> cottons All right, for okay. those jackets. Yeah, and I guess yeah. jackets finishes off a garment yes, in some way absolutely. as well, like, like a turban or scarf. Also yes. Does. yes. <laughs> Everybody's yeah, wearing jackets. And if anyone had, had wanted to contact you, how where would they find you? Where are you based? I'm styling from home at the moment. Um, they could contact me on 060-725-8142. And they could go to my Facebook page as well, which is attached to my name, Fatima Maya, and you'll get the page Cherry Blossom Kutyo. Um You could inbox me for any details. 
I think yeah. what I did is I actually put in cherry blossom couture okay. and it appeared. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, yeah, even if you wanted yes. to go that route, whether it's Fatima Maya mm. or uh, cherry blossom couture, and as Fatima said, you can inbox her directly or get her on a 0607258142. Are you going to be showing anywhere? In the coming months. I think someone mentioned um, there was uh, something coming up at Darunaim. I'm not too sure. I might go there. Um, they have a market there for for clothing. I'm not too sure. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll find out and then um, I'll post it on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you've got a message here from uh, on the SMS line, uh, the caller, uh, line 31. It's caller it's from 8668. We don't give the full details of our callers <laughs> and this caller says um, that your uh, they love your label mm-hmm. and um, all the best for the future inshallah and then uh, someone here says Rashan had the honor of being at the launch of Cherry Blossom Alhamdulillah and the privilege of meeting Laika as well <laughs> I follow everyone you know, I'm so glad I'm bringing people that you know um, on, and she's on Instagram And she says, wow, such an inspiration and the collection is amazing. The same attention to detail and textiles of high fashion brands, but in a range. Thank you so much. That caters for the modern Muslimah. Love it. All the best for the future of the label, inshallah. And that's from Fadwa. Shukran so far well, for sending through that SMS. We really appreciate it, and I'm sure that our guests do as well. Um, it's always good to hear, yes. you know, if you're doing, doing something, something right, right. and yeah, if people exactly. come back for more. Yes, because <laughs> then you don't know. Yes, right? you can't gauge because we've been up and running only since December, mm-hmm. and I know everybody likes it, but maybe not everybody can afford it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, just catering towards your for, for your customer or mm-hmm. for your um, consumer. And those that come back, do you take their feedback into consideration? Yes, I do. I actually do ask them what do they like, what don't they like, um, what would we, what could we improve on, and generally the 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 answer would be, it's everything is just fabulous. They like it. It's just the prices. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, well, but and I explain to them. Well, I have to um, consider the fabric and the work mm-hmm. and the and the the labor that goes into all of those. Um, I think that they should actually yeah. go back into the stores, yes. and when they check some of the retail mm-hmm. prices, prices they yes. are they tend to be a lot more. Yes, there are some of them that escalate that price yes. where you're not escalating. You're paying. You're you're yes. paying a slight profit market up because you need to do yes. labor at yes. the end of the day, Absolutely. but. Um, Whereas the retailers mm-hmm. will mark up that price by three hundred percent. Yeah, glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> so Fatima, I'm still thinking about the delicious cherries that we eat, and also happens to be my favorite fruit. Yes. So on a health note, did you know that cherries are an antioxidant protection? Cherries mm-hmm. contain powerful antioxidants mm-hmm. like anthocyanins and cyanidin. And has cancer preventative compounds, reduces inflammation and mm-hmm. your risk of gout, supports healthy sleep, um, and assists in arthritis. That's pain relief for arthritis. And this is all good stuff, you yeah. <laughs> know. Reduces belly fat 
and reduces post-exercise muscle pain mm-hmm. and lowers the risk of stroke. Yeah, well, I knew it was an antioxidant. I didn't know all of those things. Shukla <laughs> <laughs> for sharing. So, wow, I'm thinking that cherry blossom couture may have the same benefits. Inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so not, nice of you to say so. <laughs> if not... Um, their clothes are sure to appeal to your sense of dressing in style, right? Inshallah, yes. Amen. Well, we Inshallah. wish you all the success in your Zahum business. Do stay around just in case we want to, you know, pop in and ask you a couple more okay. questions. We are going to go to a short break. Um, yeah, and then um, we're going to be chatting to Laika Isaacs of Southern Hijabian after this. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Styled as a graceful woman on her throne, empowering lives to be filled with pride, hope, love, beauty, nourishment, soul, and faith. This is Cover Mode. Joining me in studio now um, is Laika Isaacs of Southern Hijabian. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Cover Mode, Laika. Wa alaikum assalam. <laughs> you, I met Laika over the weekend for the first time and I'd been following her because, you know, I always look around and see what's, what's hip, what's happening <laughs> within the, the modest wear industry. And um, Laika Isaacs, uh, her blog popped up into my radar and it's called Southern Hijabian. And she's got a really quirky, very interesting style about her which i don't see often and i i really like that so laika why did you start southern hijabian well i started southern hijabian because i was basically just sick and tired of people telling me you know what um you can't look fashionable or you can't look stylish or only the old-fashioned wear scarf and i was just so tired you know because it is our duty to cover up and um I just think if you're going to cover up, you can do it in the, the modern way and incorporate your own fashion and your own style into it. You know, you don't have to be boxed in or closed. I think it's also implementing your own character yes. in a way, but it, with, within the boundaries that, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, within that, those, those limits that, you know, it's not over the top. And um, what can we expect to see when we visit your blog? Um, <laughs> well, you can basically expect to see a bunch of different things um, when it comes to clothes. Um, when I say the different things, I mean way too much patterns and <laughs> colors. And my family actually have this joke about me just wearing over-the-top things. And my style is very different. It goes from really tomboy to tackies and jeans. And then it goes to like fetal princess. So there's no in between. <laughs> so I would like to believe that I cater for everybody. Mm-hmm. So whether you don't like wearing skirts or you don't like wearing pants, there will be something for you on my blog. So let's hear. So how have you styled, you know, yourself recently? And maybe one of your last posts? Um, my last post, oh, I did a work post. It was basically all black. But that was, I was so proud of that post, actually, to be honest, because the dress that I'm wearing is completely sheer. And um, it has slits on the side. So mm-hmm. basically, I took that off the racks and just made it completely halal. <laughs> and <laughs> no, because if you take the dress separately, it's probably, it doesn't no. look 
it doesn't look Islamic at mm-hmm. all. But I placed things under, things over, made a bunch of layers. So I think it turned out pretty well. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what we tend to do. We tend to hijabify or halalify. Yes, we have to do <laughs> that. Such a we word. Have to. <laughs> um, and, and this is why we retailers also at a loss in terms of realizing that this customer exists. Because we're the very people that go into the store and buy 10 items just to cover up. Where yes. if you created one <laughs> item that we would just find and take it home with us. But you mm-hmm. end up spending hours this is why we spend hours in the store because we're looking for something that's going to match the color or the yes. garments and a lot of people used to ask me we know that they don't sell scarves with the garments <laughs> how do you get your scarf to match your outfit and it is it's it's about researching yes it, it's actually a lot of work be, to be a hijabi <laughs> i don't think people notice that mm-hmm. because um it's true what you say you have to find something to go over mm-hmm. something to go under if you're lucky if, if your grandma sews or something like that <laughs> you can still buy a piece of material and she can cover it up but other than that you're not gonna have any luck but just on that i guess it's also it's it's a lot of work when you're expecting to go to the retail store and buy something from there or go to these you know design is here and there as well mm-hmm. unless you're going to a designer like Fatima Mayer's Cherry Blossom Couture where you know you're going to find something that's going to yes. and this is why <laughs> you know our, our entrepreneurs um, do so well within this environment is because they're catering to the modest wear customer helping us make an easier decision or choice when buying a garment um, of course the easiest way is to just you know switch, put on that abaya and once you say you're done <laughs> Um, but yeah, but when we, I think we've got a lot of young people that are at college that are, you know, in work environments, in corporate environments that don't quite understand the abaya. <laughs> but <No>. then <laughs> to to be able to, you know, sort of work in that environment and be comfortable in that environment, we need to find ways to dress appropriately and be covered and respected at the same time. Um, Laika, you've also, you know, you've like I said, I described your style as quirky. <laughs> I describe that how would you describe your personal style I think I would actually agree with you (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely quirky and fun but like I said um, like I like being all-rounded like you know I see a lot of people do just blacks or just whites or they kind of stick to one color but the thing is style is supposed to be fun it's supposed to be exciting I think when you get up in the morning and you decide what you put on it kind of brightens your day you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it's 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 kind of what kind of day you're going to have mm-hmm. so the fun you the funny you day is the it's probably going to brighten up your day and you can uplift your your yes. mood for the day which is exactly. true if you're not, not a morning person <laughs> make a point of getting your outfits together the evening <laughs> and when you get up the next day you you kind of you know the colors that you selected or what whatever you put together you feel a little bit less relieved and you know you take away that morning moodness mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> moodiness <laughs> and yeah we all you know have our times of the day <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah so you agree with me then that your style is quirky yes oh. you know i've i've haven't i've having um taken a look at your uh blog right mm-hmm. and you call yourself the southern hijabian i know we live in <laughs> south africa but yes. i want to know does that have anything to do with it is there a reason you called yourself southern hijabian honestly there isn't a big meaning to the name um 
I just chose, okay, I'll start with the end part, hijabian. Um, basically, because everybody's a hijabi, and I just thought we're like our own little people, so hijabian, <laughs> you know, a Capetonian, yeah, Mex- yeah, Mexican, uh, things like that. And then the southern part is also because we're in South Africa, mm-hmm. but also I'd like to believe that my style is kind of, um, how can I say, down to earth mm-hmm, kind of a mm-hmm. thing. I don't have to explain it. It's like a door kind of well, a thing. Well, when, I, when I look, when I saw the word southern and uh-huh. I thought of, you know, when you think of your American southern, you know, kind of the accent that comes across all those yes. sorts of things. <laughs> but also the cowboys, you know, and one of the pictures that strikes <laughs> me right now is the one with the waist jacket sort of on. Or when you're sitting at um, you see how <laughs> I really go through your images. Yes. Um I think you had a uh, a shoot near a lake somewhere. Something like that. I I like having my shoots outside also. I like the nature Mm -hmm. and community. And I don't know if you saw, but I did a beach series also Mm -hmm. too. So I think the southern part's also like nature and just at peace Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Because I don't really like the big city pictures or, you know, Boldings and things. I like it to be peaceful. Like it's just me, my outfit, <laughs> my photographer <laughs> getting lost somewhere and taking pictures. Laika, uh, is it easy? And I, we did touch on this a little bit, but is it easy to buy modest wear? It's definitely not easy because in the world we live in, um, everything is so modest, uh, modern, sorry. And um, if you look on any Instagram page, like that's not. Um, Muslim mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's always going to be open and everything has slits in the sides and everybody just wants to kind of wear less nowadays. Mm-hmm. That's the fashion, you know. It's kind of, if you, the more you wear, the more you stick out and it's, I don't know, it's just, that's how it is today. <laughs> so it's definitely not easy to buy because the shop's not auto- automatically going to start stocking things that are longer and modest. We just kind of have to make do. So like I said, that's why um, there's that's why we are here as bloggers or that's why these fashion designers like <laughs> Mrs. Mayor. And um, it just makes it easier. All right. And on that note, we're going to take a break and then we'll, we'll cover some more of the style and modesty and what's available after this. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Styled as a graceful woman on her throne, empowering lives to be filled with pride, hope, love, beauty, nourishment, soul, and faith. This is Cover Mode. And even in our break, we don't stop chatting because while we were on the break, we spoke about people hiding in their hijab. What it, What did you mean by that, Fatima? And I think, like I said, I think um, the black abayas just become too convenient um, just to go to the shop quickly and just to go to take the children to school quickly. And then you come home and you just put on another one because it's, <laughs> it's easy to wear. Um, and some people don't like dressing up, but uh, that doesn't mean that you have to hide behind that black abaya. And even for our families, um, I mean, we, we, yeah. we, we, we are the people we meant to portray our yes. beauty to. Exactly. We end up just being easy and wanting to put that on. Just and not that. only that, I'm going to cover the issue of yes. health as well. Yes. We tend to hide our bodies under there. Exactly. And I'm not saying take it off and reveal yourself. Yes. I'm saying you need to take it off, look okay. at yourself in the mirror and see, am I hiding you know, yes, under the, the because you know, I've 
have eaten excessively or not eaten at all yes. um, you know yeah. and um, it, I, I guess it's also to take better care of oneself Self, yeah, um, absolutely. that it, it shouldn't become something that you know you just slip on or whatever yes. you do have beautiful avayas but yes. it's also again the way you carry that yeah, avaya and I think what you've been seeing in terms of hiding them uh, the uh, hiding mm-hmm. behind the avaya is the general you know kind of feeling that you yes. have maybe it's only in Cape Town is mm-hmm. you know we slip on that abaya to run like quick errands here yes. and there we don't make the effort of actually carrying the abaya yes. and by carrying the abaya I mean carrying the essence of who you, who you are, are as a woman exactly. um, I think that is why I started with the different kinds of clothing showing that you can cover up with normal clothing because my, my range is normal clothing mm-hmm. And um, just showing that you can wear, you still be covered, but wear normal clothing and not just wear abaya all the time. I mean, yeah. I have some stunning, beautiful, yes. elegant-looking abayas, yes. which are quite simple, simple when you look at it. Yes. But it just kind of, you know, it's it's my character. Yes. It's who I am. Yes. I want to portray myself as a lady who is graceful. <laughs> and this is every lady. This is yes. every woman. You are the queen of the throne. You know, mm-hmm. you are not the, you know... It's different to everybody else. Yeah. Yes, I guess so. Yeah. Um, coming back to you, Laika. Laika, mm-hmm. who or what inspires you? Oh, this is a good question. <laughs> um, I think to sum it up, these two things that inspire me. The first thing, it might sound cliche, but it has to be my parents. Um, they inspire me in a sense that I just want to make them proud. You know, every every child wants to make their parents proud and show them that, hey, you did something right. <laughs> so I think they inspire me in a sense of I want to be the best I can be mm-hmm. and give my all in something that I do. Um, and the second thing that inspires me, I'm not sure if they know it, but my readers and my followers, by just leaving a little comment, or even if I get somewhere in the mall and they're like, hey, I know who you are, <laughs> that just makes me so, so happy and it makes me feel like I'm doing something right. And I really, really appreciate it when people come up. And to follow you, they they just look up Southern Hijabian. Yes, my cousin, funny enough, he actually typed my name, Laika Isaacs, into Google and all of those things came up. Awesome. So, so. that is as easy as that. And <laughs> that's like Ika L double A. I-Q-A-H. A-H. Isaacs. Mm-hmm. Same as my surname, but yes. I don't even know if we're related. So <laughs> it wasn't because, you know, we're related. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, some closing comments from you, Sumeya. Um, it's just a further piece of advice to designers um, wanting to start up their own businesses. Um, just make sure that your dis- your business is compliant and complies with reg- uh, legislation. And yeah, so register your business, register your designs, your trademark, etc. as much as you can to protect yourself. And for more information or to get in contact with Sumer, you can contact them on info at safashionlaw.co.za. Closing comments from you, Fatima Mayer of Cherry Blossom Couture. I would just love it if you come and have a look at my range. <laughs> um, it would be wonderful if you can come and support me. Um, you can have a look at my Facebook page and the number is 60 725 um, you can also inbox me and um, whatever questions you have, yeah, I'd welcome to answer them. Okay, shukran Thank to you. all you lovely yeah. ladies for joining me in the studio today. Thank so much. Yeah. I have just about enough time to let you all know about the Female Outdoor Cinema Experience hosted by...
by Little Big Event Planners for Sisters in Support of Children with Diabetes. I'll post all the details on CoverMode's FB page. And if you haven't liked it yet, then do so now or you'll be missing out on some fabulous information. That's CoverMode, C-O-V-E-R-M-O-D-E. As usual, I aim to bring you an informative, inspiring and resourceful show. And I hope that you enjoy today's program. Islam has raised the status of a woman so high that Paris, paradise, not Paris, sorry, paradise <laughs> lies at her feet. Let's do that again. Islam has raised the status of a woman so high that paradise lies at her feet. Guard your beauty, live modestly, and always carry yourself gracefully. Till next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Styled as a graceful woman on her throne, empowering lives to be filled with pride, hope, love, beauty, nourishment, soul, and faith. This is Cover Mode.